I went ahead and started it, Mike. We're going. We're we're go. All right. How are you? I'm here. I'm here. It's good to be in the Lord's house tonight. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Let's see. Let's do nothing but the blood of Jesus tonight. Let's stand all over the house. Turn to 368, page 368, and you read back hymnals. Amen. Let's worship the Lord tonight. He is worthy. I don't ever want to take uh, or let an opportunity pass without taking the time to uh, worship my Savior tonight. Amen. Let's all stand tonight. Let's sing it out. What can wash away my sins? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can make me whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Oh, precious is the flow that makes me white as snow. Nothing but the blood is us for my part in this I see. Nothing but the blood of Jesus for my cleansing this my plea. Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Sing now. Oh, precious is the flow that makes me white as snow. No other fountain, I know, nothing but the blood of Jesus. Nothing can for sin atone. Nothing but the blood of Jesus, naught of good that I have done. Nothing but the blood of Jesus, oh precious is the flow that makes me white as snow. Nothing but the blood of Jesus. I like this last verse. This is all. Oh, I hope that's your testimony tonight. Nothing but the blood of Jesus. This is all my righteousness. Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Oh, precious is the flow that makes me white as snow. No other fountain, I know, nothing but the blood of Jesus. This is all my hope and peace. This is all my righteousness. Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Amen. I'm thankful for that this evening. Amen. Let's sing Anthony's song. Amen. Uh, he keeps me singing. Amen. 125, page 125 tonight. Amen. I hope that uh, you never let the devil take the song out of your heart. Amen. We need to be singing a song of joy. 
and gladness because of what the Lord's done for us now. There's within my heart a melody. Jesus whispers sweet and low. Fear not, I am with thee. Peace be still in all of life's ebb and flow. Sing, Jesus, 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 sweetest name I know. Fills my every longing, keeps me singing as I go. All my life was wrecked by sin and strife. Discord filled my heart with pain. Jesus swept across the broken strings, stirred the slumbering chords again. Sing it now. Jesus, 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 sweetest name I know. Fills my every longing, keeps me singing as I go. On the third, feasting on the riches of His grace, resting neath the sheltering wing. Always looking on his smiling face. That is why I shout and sing. Jesus, 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 sweetest name I know. Fills my every longing. Keeps me singing as I go on the last now. Soon he's coming back. Do you believe that tonight? Hallelujah. Far beyond the starry sky, I shall wing my flight to worlds unknown. I shall reign with him on high. Jesus, 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 sweetest name I know. Fills my every longing, keeps me singing as I go. Well, if that don't put a pep in your step, amen, nothing will. The name of Jesus, amen. I'll tell you, that if, if the name of Jesus ever gets old to you, uh, amen, you're in a bad state. Uh, no, nobody's ever done for me what Jesus did for me. Amen? Nobody could ever do for me what my Savior has done for me. Praise the Lord. So I'm thankful that's why we're here tonight. Without Jesus, uh, our worship would be in vain. Amen? But because of Jesus, we have a reason for coming out to God's house, not just on Sunday morning or Sunday night, but also on Wednesday uh, for prayer meeting, and I don't know about you, but I need to be here tonight, hallelujah, old devil works me over and just uh, gives me a black eye, he knocks me down, but I get back up, and uh, amen, by God's grace, I just keep putting one uh, foot uh, in front of the other, and God, uh, his grace is sufficient, is that your testimony this evening, the grace of God is sufficient in your life, so hallelujah, praise the Lord for that, all right, we this is... I think the second to last uh, Wednesday night that we'll have 
uh, with the kids. Let me make sure that is correct. Or could this be the last? We've got one more. One more Wednesday night with uh, the young people before we take a break for the summer. And uh, amen. Uh, doesn't seem possible. Uh, I know the kids are counting down the days uh, to getting out of school. The parents are probably um, wishing it hold back a little bit longer. Amen. But um, uh, it doesn't seem like school, it's time for school to be out, but it is that time. And I know our girls, their last day will be this upcoming um, uh, Monday. So, and then the fun starts. Praise God. I think I'm going to put our girls to work at the thrift store. Amen. Uh, you say, are you going to pay them? Hey, uh, they get to live with me. Hallelujah. Isn't that enough of a paycheck? Praise God. So anyway, but um, amen. Uh, summertime is right around the corner. And um, got a lot going on. We've got a lot going on here at the church, a lot going on in other places. And uh, do remember, especially uh, if there's any... Uh, number one uh, announcement, it is the uh, joint uh, service, uh, the joint community service that's going to take place this upcoming Sunday night here at United Baptist Church between our church and, and uh, Friendship Baptist Church. Uh, again, uh, Brother uh, Reverend Cecil Mills uh, and his congregation will be with us. We're going to have special singing that night and then uh, Brother Michael Brobeck's dad, Tank Black, uh, he's going to be uh, sharing his life story with us, and uh, I just believe it's going to be a very, very unusual, but in a positive way. I think it's going to be a good time. I'm really looking forward to it, and I've had a lot of feedback and a lot of expecting uh, quite a few visitors to be with us this upcoming Sunday night. Amen. Don't forget the um, uh, Amen, the Choose Life prayer rally this upcoming Saturday morning. At the courthouse, 11 o'clock a.m. Again, we do these uh, prayer rallies uh, every third Saturday of the month. But this month's prayer rally is specifically going to promote uh, the issue of life. Amen. The, the right to life of these unborn children. Again, Roe versus Wade is hanging in the balance as we speak. Uh, we're praying that it will be overturned within the next month to two months uh, at the latest. Uh, but, uh, you know, we need to do this... Um, if for no other reason, that because the opposition is doing the same thing. There have been multiple um, uh, pro-choice rallies take place. I know there was one in Bristol, um, and then I, somebody told me there was one in Knoxville over the weekend, and, and I've even seen uh, billboards uh, here in our community that is promoting the right um, of a woman to choose. Uh, so if... if if the devil's crowd is going to stand for their cause, then shouldn't God's people stand for our cause? Yeah. Amen. So again, we're going to have this prayer rally. Again, the Right to Life prayer rally uh, this uh, upcoming Saturday. And it just so happens that it coincides with the Iris Festival downtown. And we did this last year. And boy, there was people everywhere. So that's an opportunity for us to let our voices be heard. Amen. So do remember this. Don't forget the uh, tent meeting uh, that's taking place right now up in Johnson City, Ralph Sexton Ministries. Uh, amen. And uh, I went up there, me and Mom, we went on a date. Hallelujah. Uh, and she wouldn't sit too close to me. She said, I, I'm afraid somebody might get the wrong idea. I said, I can't think of sitting beside a prettier woman than you. Uh, amen. She's shaking her head at me. 
But uh, we had a good time, and boy, they had good services, a uh, uh, wonderful crowd, and the Lord's blessing. So I think we're going to try. I can't go tomorrow night. I've got a piano recital, hallelujah, uh, that I, I've got to attend. I, I get to attend. Let's say it that way. I get to attend uh, tomorrow night. But then, Lord willing, Friday night, we're going to try to go back up there. Services start at 730, so anybody that'd like to ride with us on the church van, just let us know, and we'll try to take a, a big crew up there Friday night uh, for that revival meeting. So what else do we have going on? Well, I know for one thing, uh, uh, kind of uh, disappointed, but uh, the, the uh, special singing that we had scheduled with Jonathan Wilburn uh, that was supposed to take place not this Sunday, but the next Sunday, it has been uh, postponed. Uh, Jonathan was supposed to be with Voice of Hope over in North Carolina uh, around that time, but uh, obviously their tent was destroyed, uh, and as a result, uh, he's canceled uh, his uh, meetings that were in this area due to that. So we're going to uh, try to get that scheduled for a later date, so we won't be having that singing uh, uh, a week from this Sunday, but God, where one door closes, God opens another one. And uh, the Allen family... Uh, of course, they're having the Hope's Cry Golf Tournament. Uh, amen. Dad's trying to compete with me. Uh, amen. But um, they're having the Hope's Cry Golf Tournament. What's that, the 5th or the 4th? June 4th. And, of course, Dad's got flyers back there for that golf tournament. Uh, amen. Uh, so remember that. But the Allen family uh, will be in town that weekend. So uh, they're going to be with us uh, on the uh, 5th, uh, June the 5th on Sunday morning. So, uh, again, I think God, God worked it out, didn't he? Uh, so excited about uh, having the Allens with us uh, on the 5th of June, the first Sunday of June. Uh, and, of course, Father's Day is right around the corner, too. So don't you ladies forget about uh, celebrating uh, fatherhood even for us men. So um, any other announcements that I'm forgetting? I don't have my announcement list uh, in front of me tonight. Obviously, remember, again, that next Wednesday night will be the last night of the United for Christ program until we start it back up next school year. Uh, just by way of prayer request this evening, uh, continue to remember Bob Price. Bob is doing so well. Uh, um, I went up there yesterday before we went to the tent meeting and um, just had a wonderful time uh, visiting with Pat and just got to see Bob for a few minutes because he was, he was tired because of a long day um, of therapy. But boy, he's been up walking and, and uh, just making, making progress. So to God be the glory for that. So continue to remember uh, Brother Bob Price in prayer and Miss Pat as she's staying up there with him. She hadn't left his side uh, throughout his stay in the hospital and now they're at Quillen Rehab. So continue to remember Brother Bob in prayer. Obviously continue to remember Anthony and his family as they still grieve the loss of um, uh, the Elaine Justice um, passing. Now, give me those uh, arrangements again, Anthony, if you don't mind. Okay. That'll be on Thursday, so it'll be a, a week from tomorrow. You'll be having that at 6.30 at Grace Baptist Church uh, down in Malsheim. So continue to remember the Elaine Justice family 
We put it out over the prayer uh, chain this afternoon, and it was a surprise, uh, as um, uh, I'm sure many of you are familiar with James Henry Davis, a uh, gentleman that came with uh, Michael Brobeck, and uh, especially a lot on Sunday nights. He sang for us, and always had a word to share, and just encouraged us, and uh, and, and uh, lifted us up through his singing and testimony. Well, he passed away uh, today. They found him uh, deceased at his home. I don't have any details about that, but just remember that family. Pray for Michael. Uh, he came by the store today, and he was, he was broken, broken up pretty bad. So remember the James Henry Davis uh, family. Well, i tell you, um, you can be here one minute and gone the next. Amen. So we uh, need to remember this family in prayer. These are just a few that we have. I'm sure that you have other requests tonight. You feel free to make those at this time. Amen. Remember Kim Rains and uh, Terrence Craig in prayer. Remember these needs tonight. Uh, are there other requests this evening? All right, Miss, remember Miss Joanne in prayer as she continues to struggle uh, with her health. But um, we know that God is the great physician. Amen. And he can touch us as we need that to happen. Continue to remember Dad and his neck issue. Uh, we could say he's got a pain in the neck. Amen. Uh, we won't, he's looking back at Mom. I'm glad that he's looking at her and not me. So. <laughs> Amen. Remember him in prayer. Um, also, continue to remember Gene Shelton. I hadn't talked to Gene uh, the last couple of days, but again, he is at home recovering from his heart procedure, and uh, last time I checked with him, he was doing, doing well, but continue to pray for uh, Gene. Other needs this evening? Remember Elma's friend, Betty? that had back surgery today, also continued to remember Elma and her health as well. 
Addie Sweeten. Remember this? Um, you said child, correct? Amen. Also, uh, remember um, uh, Rochelle. Uh, Y'all know uh, Rochelle, Jesse's friend. She spent a lot of the day in the emergency room um, with pain. Uh, the answer to prayer on her behalf is that they have been able to move uh, her appointment procedure that she was going to have was in, in October, but now they've moved that up to July, so praise the Lord for that. But Jesse wanted us to remember Rochelle tonight. Any others? Go ahead, Mike. Remember Miss Grace, she hasn't been feeling well lately. Like a lot of these ladies, tough as nails, but uh, remember her in prayer. Yeah, remember Sam. Sam's not been feeling good. One of Dad's um, therapists, Maddie, needs prayer as her grandmother passed away. And then remember Chris Oldenburg as well. Any other prayer needs tonight? Yep. Amen. Remember D and remember Aislinn in prayer. Anybody else? We need to continue to remember each other in prayer, encourage one another in the Lord. We need to remember um, our nation. Uh, don't ever forget to pray for America and still don't forget the Ukraine situation and, and just all of the things going on in our world. Um, our world needs God, church. Amen. More now than ever. Uh, Yes, yes, the, the formula shortage for infants. Who would have ever thought that we would have a, um, uh, a shortage on, uh, on the most basic uh, necessity for a newborn child? But, uh, amen, pray that the Lord will resolve that issue. I think it could be resolved and prevented. I think it's just another ploy. Uh, but, um, amen, God knows, doesn't he, church? Amen. Any other prayer needs tonight? Yeah. Right. The reemergence of COVID. Amen. Any other prayer requests tonight? We'll gather around the altar. We'll take these requests for the Lord. If you'd like to join us, you can do so. If not, pray there in your seats, please. I encourage you to pray for me tonight uh, as I share the Word of God. Bruce, you lead us in prayer, brother. Yes, God, tonight we thank you, Father Lord, for this chance that we have together.
Have a couple ushers, ushers come forward. We'll receive our uh, building fund offering at this time. Bob, you lead us in prayer, brother. Amen. Tell it to Jesus. I'm thankful that I've got somebody to uh, to tell tell on the devil. Amen. 
Praise God. When the devil gets on me, I can go to big brother Jesus. And he'll, he'll go to bat for me. He'll take up for me. And I believe that the devil will flee um, at the name of Jesus Christ. Do you believe that this evening? Amen. Praise the Lord for that. All right, turn with me, if you will, in your Bibles uh, tonight to Jeremiah chapter number 18. Jeremiah chapter 18. I'm looking forward uh, to this section. We started it last week um, and then even preached a message um, along these lines on Sunday morning regarding the potter and the clay. But really the next at least three chapters um, or so really are the, the bread and butter, if you will, of the book of Jeremiah, some of the most uh, prominent material uh, that's found in the entire book exists in these three chapters. So I really hope that it'll help us. You know, uh, I'm not 100% sure that we're going to cover the entire book. We'll just go until the Lord says for us to stop. But uh, we certainly will cover these three chapters again. Um, just um, wonderful writing that I believe that you'll find to be a help and a blessing to your life. Uh, again, as we continue to look at the potter and the clay. Let's begin reading verse number 1, and we're going to read down tonight through, let's see, about, uh, uh, I'm in Job. There's a difference between Job and Jeremiah, isn't there? Amen. Y'all pray for me. Y'all look, look tired tonight. Anybody just wore, wore slap out? Amen. Well, I am too. But we can still worship the Lord when we're tired, can't we? Amen. We don't want to allow our fatigue to rob us of the blessing that God has for us. All right, Jeremiah chapter number one. Uh, uh, <laughs> praise the Lord. Jeremiah chapter number 18, verse number one. How many of you praying for your pastor tonight? Amen. Amen. I need a double portion of prayer. Hallelujah. The word which came to Jeremiah from the Lord saying, Arise and go down to the potter's house, and there I will cause thee... To hear my words, then I went down to the potter's house, and behold, he wrought a work on the wheels, and the vessel that he made of clay was marred in the hand of the potter. So he made it again, another vessel, as seemed good to the potter to make it. Now that's where we left off uh, last week, and that's these famous four verses, or what we preached on this past Sunday morning. But in verse number five, the Bible says, Then the word of the Lord came to me, saying, O house of Israel, can I not do with you as this potter, saith the Lord? Behold, as the clay is in the potter's hand, so are ye in my hand, O house of Israel. At what instant I shall speak concerning a nation and concerning a kingdom to pluck up and to pull down and to destroy it, if that nation against whom I have pronounced turn from their evil, I will repent of the evil that I thought to do unto them. And at what instant I shall speak concerning a nation and concerning a kingdom to build and to plant it. If it do evil in my sight that it obey not my voice, then I will repent of the good wherewith I said I would benefit them. Now therefore go to speak to the men of Judah and to the inhabitants of Jerusalem, saying, Thus saith the Lord, Behold, I frame evil against you. And devise a device against you. Return ye now every one from his evil way. And make your ways and your doings good. And they said there is no hope. Well you know you've gotten to a bad state. 
if uh, your reaction to the promises of God's Word is that there is no hope. How many of you believe tonight there's still hope? Amen. But we will walk after our own devices, and we will everyone do the imagination uh, of his evil heart. We'll quit reading there. Father in heaven, I do love you, and I thank you, God, for your goodness. Thank you, Lord, for the privilege we have just to be here this uh, prayer meeting night. Thank you for every child that's here, every teacher and worker. Lord, I pray again that you would, uh, Lord, help these kids to learn the truths of the Word of God. Lord, uh, keep them safe as we transport them back home. And Lord, bless them during this summer while they're out of school. And Lord, now I pray that you just use the Word of God that you have, um, uh, Lord, allowed me to study this afternoon and, and prepare these thoughts and have already spoken to me. Lord, I pray that you'd help me to convey them, Lord, not through, uh, Lord, the uh, strength of mine own ability, but through the power of the Holy Spirit of God. Lord, I pray that you would enlighten my mind, and uh, God, I pray that you would just uh, give me the ability to do what I cannot do within my own uh, uh, power. And Lord, that is to declare, thus saith the Lord, I need your unction, I need your anointing, I need the Holy Ghost touch of God. Lord, I pray that your word, God, uh, Lord, might fall on good ground tonight and bear an abundance of fruit in our lives. And God, help us not to be forgetful hearers of the word only, but faithful doers of the work also. We're going to praise you in advance for who you are, honor your word, exalt your son by way of your humble servant. We'll praise you in advance for what you do here tonight. In Jesus' name, we pray all of God's people said, Amen. All right, again, so last week we set the stage for this chapter by considering the first four verses, these classic verses that have been used so many times on so many occasions to preach regarding the potter and the clay. I'm thankful that he's the potter, I'm the clay. Amen? I don't want to ever get to that place to where uh, I reverse the roles, amen, and try to think of myself more than uh, what I am, but I'm thankful that I'm on His wheel this evening. I'm thankful that I switched wheels. God lift, lifted my life uh, up out of the horrible pit, and uh, He set me on that solid rock. Amen. And now He is uh, molding and making my life and forming me into the image uh, of the Savior, Jesus Christ. But now this evening we come to an explanation of what this parable means, and Again, we, we want to apply it positively a lot of times to our, to our own lives as individuals and as people, and that's okay. But yet that is not the primary thrust of the text itself and the overall meaning of the chapter. Uh, let's begin tonight by considering the revelation. Then the word of the Lord came to me saying, O house of Israel. So here we find that uh, the Lord was getting ready to reveal the true purpose of the illustration to Jeremiah. And I want you to notice that the words and the message that God uh, had uh, and God was trying to convey unto the people of God, it was not to an individual, it was towards a nation. Uh, amen. God was using the illustration of the potter's wheel uh, to demonstrate His sovereign purpose and the authoritative plan that He has and that He is working not just in and the lives of His people individually, but in and, in and through the nations of the world collectively. 
Amen. He's the potter and the nations of the world, they're the clay. Verse number 6, there's a question, Cannot I do with you as this potter? Say the Lord, that's the question. Does the, in other words, does the potter not have the authority to do with us nationally or with a particular nation, whether it be Judah, Israel, or America, just exactly as the potter had absolute power and ultimate authority and over the clay? Now, it's hard enough for us to view uh, ourselves as human beings as nothing more than a lump of clay. Amen? For whatever reason, we want to think of ourselves in so much more important uh, of a light than that that's all we are is a lump of clay. But friend, the truth's the truth. That's all I am is a lump of clay. Uh, and that's why none of us are any more important than any other person. Uh, you know, one lump of clay is not any better than any other lump of clay. You can dress it up, doll it up, but it's still made of the same material. Amen. We come from the dust. And we're going to return to dust one day. But how about nationally? Boy, it's hard to think about uh, the nation of Israel or the kingdom of Judah or the United States of America as nothing more than a lump of clay in the hand of the potter. Uh, amen? You think about Israel and all her brilliance and all her beauty and splendor, Babylon, all the great empires, the empire of Rome, uh, amen, and under all the Roman imp emperors uh, and the great impact that the Romans had even upon uh, the world we live in today, the Grecian Empire and under uh, Alexander the Great, the Persians under Artaxerxes and, and we could go on, the Babylonians under Nebuchadnezzar and, and now we get into our, the modern day of America and, and, and uh, amen, the, the, these... You know, you think about America and all that she is, but in the eyes of God, all, she's nothing more than a lump of clay in the hand of the potter. You, you say, preacher, what does that tell you? That um, she's not nearly as stable as we like to think that she is. And, and, and she's a lot more fragile and, and a lot more delicate. And how about this? A lot more dependent upon uh, the hand of the potter than... Uh, her leaders like and her politicians want to take credit for her success, amen. Uh, the president and uh, the Supreme Court, the Senate, the House of uh, Rep Representatives, all of the various br branches of government that exist within her borders, whether it be, uh, the, uh, amen, the executive branch, amen, uh, uh, the federal, the state, the local level, uh, again, we like to think of America as something great and something brilliant, but in the eyes of God, she's nothing more than a lump of clay in the hands of the potter. Reminds me of Romans number chapter 9. I know we quoted this, these verses uh, last Wednesday night. We quoted them Sunday morning, but I'm going to read them again to you. Verse number 18 of Romans chapter number 9, Therefore hath he mercy on whom he will have mercy. And whom he will, will he hardeneth. Thou wilt say then unto me, Why doth he yet find fault? For who hath resisted his will? Let me stop here and say that, you know, last night Mom and I went up to the revival meeting and uh, Preacher Sexton did a tremendous job of preaching, uh, amen, from Isaiah 63 and 64 regarding many of these thoughts. And he actually used the illustration of a potter. 
uh, how that he had went uh, to, uh, to, uh, to a place that made pottery, and, and he stood there and watched a potter as he wrought a work on the wheel. And uh, the potter, every now and then, would take a, uh, a piece of clay, and he'd just throw it out the window and discard it. And uh, the preacher asked the potter, said, Why are you throwing that clay away? He said, Because it resisted my hands. Huh? Isn't that good? Amen. The value of the clay was determined to how sensitive it was to the hands of the potter. Amen. Who hath resisted? You know the most dangerous thing you can do as a human being is to resist the hands of the master potter. Amen. When he begins to mold your life and form you and frame you, amen, you better, uh, amen, you better, be resi- you better be submissive unto the hands of the potter. Shall the thing formed say to him that formed it, Why hast thou made me this way? Amen. We don't have the right to, uh, to, to, make, to, to make ultimatums with God to put stipulations upon our obedience and adherence to His will. Lord, I'll do this as long as you uh, give me uh, what I want and I'll live for you as long as you, uh, you allow things to go in a certain way. No, my friend, the, pow- the, the clay uh, does not have any authority whatsoever in over the potter. He is resigned. He is absolutely dependent. The clay... Uh, amen, depends solely upon the authority and upon the hands of the potter. Uh, Has not the power, the potter power of the clay of the same lump to make one vessel to honor and other to dishonor? What if God willing to show His wrath and to make His power known endured with much long suffering the vessels of wrath fit to dis- destruction and that He might make known the riches of His glory on the vessels of mercy which he had foreordained unto glory. The potter has the absolute right authority and ability to do with any person, any group, or any nation as he sees fit. Can I say this this evening? God doesn't owe America anything. Uh, We can't take credit for anything that exists in this land. We want to, don't we? And don't get me wrong, I do believe in the exception the exceptionality or whatever you want to refer to it. I believe that America is exceptional. But it's not because of of anything about us or what we've done. It's because of everything that the potter has done for us. The fact that he has molded us and he has has made us, he's formed us, he's fashioned us, uh, not into the image that we are, but into the image that he planned before the nation was ever uh, framed. God had a plan for America. And everything that America ever has been or ever will be, uh, amen, is due to the honor and the glory and the praise of our Creator, the Master Potter. In association, verse number 6, As the clay is in the potter's hands, so are ye in my hand, O house of Israel. As glorious and as extravagant of a nation as Israel had been, Israel was nothing more than a lump of clay in the hands of the potter. You know, the truth of the matter is, America's in God's hands. It's not in my hands. This nation, the future of this nation does not depend 
on what I do. It's not dependent upon what Joe Biden does or the Democrat or the Republican Party, the decisions that they make. I'm telling you, uh, amen, the, the well-being of America rests solely where it's always rested, and that is in the sovereign, providential hands of Almighty God, the Master Potter. Amen. That can be a good thing or it can be a bad thing. But the truth of the matter is, America, the, the, the fate of America rests in the hands of God. Do you believe that this evening? There's an expediation, verse 7. At what instant you think about that? The condition, the future, or the existence of Israel or Judah. Uh, God was warning them that it could change at any moment. Just because they'd been around for many, many years, for uh, several centuries, just because they'd already, they had always prospered and always been blessed, and had always rested and under the abiding favor of God didn't mean that it was always be that way. And in a moment, in an instant, the future of Judah or Israel could change, and it did change, just like the prophet Jeremiah warned. Think about Babylon. Babylon, one day Babylon was ruling the world. Sun went down, handwriting came on the wall. By the time the sun rose the next morning, Babylon didn't even exist. Do you see where I'm going with this, friends? Do you see just how quickly the condition of a nation can change? I'm telling you, if he so chooses, God could cause America to, America to be absolutely obliterated and totally destroyed in one single moment or instant. I'm trying to get across to you just how dependent you and I are upon the hand of the potter. You think about this, church, tonight. As wicked as our land is, God, give us another day. God, give us another day of grace and mercy. Give us another chance. The sun came up today, and I believe the entire day, uh, while the sun's been up, I believe God's just been sitting up there on His throne, just waiting for His people to, to repent and to return unto the God of their forefathers. Every day that God gives you and I is just another space of grace. And at any moment, the sun could go down. And by the time it comes up, America, as you and I know it, could be no more. Do we believe that this evening? Amen. I'm not sure we do. There's a declaration. Not only at what instant, but I shall speak concerning a nation and concerning a kingdom. All God would have to do to cause America, or let's say Israel first, to be destroyed is for Him to... To speak her destruction into existence. I, I believe God spoke America into existence. Say, so, well, how do you know that? Well, that's, that's how He framed the worlds. That's how He created the world as you and I know it and, and live in it and, and inhabit this world that we live in and are so blessed to enjoy. God spoke the worlds into existence. 
Amen. Not by evolution, but by creation. God spoke the worlds into existence. The Bible says He upholds in Hebrews chapter number 11. No, amen. No, not Hebrews chapter number 11. Hebrews chapter number 1. The Bible says that He upholds all things by the word of His power. Did you know that the only thing that's causing chaos and anarchy from erupting all across this world is the Word of God's power? All he, he spoke creation into existence and He could just as easily speak destruction into existence as well. Amen? You say, what's, what's your point? Well, uh, I, I'm telling you, it, it, it's a good thing as long as the favor of God rests upon us to be in the hand of the living God, to be in the hands of the master potter. But the moment that His favor uh, withers away, it truly can be a fearful thing to fall in under the hands of the living God. America's fate is resting in God's hands. Uh, could it be that America is hanging and dangling by thread? And all we have is just a little space of grace and a nail in the wall before we are totally and forever consumed as a nation. Amen? Can it be that God's been trying to get our attention? I know I've been preaching this for, for weeks now, but it, it's just what needs to be preached. It's where we're at. We're on the threshold of judgment. I'll tell you what, if we, if you and I, as human beings, let alone Christians, if we knew what lay out there on the horizon, we might be begging for men of God to stand and preach about the coming wrath and judgment of God. Uh, I'm telling you what tonight, church, and we're going to see it. Uh, amen. The, uh, uh, the people of God, they turned on Jeremiah for preaching the truth. They viewed him as a troublemaker and an enemy for standing up and declaring, Thus saith the Lord. But I'll tell you what, I believe that the moment judgment fell and Jeremiah's words turned into reality, I believe they're singing a different tune altogether. And they just wish they had one more opportunity to return and to repent and to do things over. Destruction. It's not all bad. I'm not going to end it all on a negative note tonight. To pluck up and to pull down and to destroy it. Again, Jeremiah is writing specifically concerning Judah, but I believe this truth can apply to any nation. The steps of a nation are ordered by the Lord just as the steps of a good man are. God is the one who determines whether or not to build, to pluck up, to pull down and to destroy a nation. Amen. It is absolutely imperative for us as a nation to stay on the right side of God's mercy, grace, and favor. That's why we've been blessed for 250 years. That's why America has prospered more than any other nation. It's not because uh, of our intelligence. It's not because of our technology. It's not because of our talent. It's because uh, that ever since uh, the inception of this nation, uh, amen, because, uh, amen, uh, 
of the foresight of our founding fathers. They had enough sense to know that in order for this concept of one nation under God to prosper and to thrive, it must uh, abide and under the favor of God's hand. We've got to stay on the right hand of God, the right side of God's favor. Because if we end up on the other side, we are doomed. Pronunciation, if that nation against whom I have pronounced. Now I want you to think about this tonight, church. Uh, again, the Lord was talking about the potential, and I believe it had already pronounced. Jeremiah is going to reveal it later on in the chapter, the fact that, that, uh, that God had already issued an indictment against Judah. The sentence had already been uh, declared from the throne of heaven's high court. Again, the verdict and the pronunciation of judgment had been issued upon Judah. Could it be that, amen, God either is in the process or already has uh, handed down a verdict, a, a pronunciation or a sentence of guilt upon our land? Amen? Against that nation whom I have pronounced. He's talking about a pronunciation of judgment. But I want you to listen to me tonight, church. This is the message for the hour. Turn from their evil. In spite of the fact. You know, that's the one thing. Most of the time. In courtrooms today. Once the verdict is read and the sentence has been passed down. There's no turning back. Now, I know there is such a thing as an appeals court, but most of the time the appeals uh, are just a, a tactic to stall the inevitable. Amen? But what Jeremiah is saying here is that God is so merciful that even when the pronouncement of judgment has already been issued, the sentence has been handed down from heaven's high court, He's, he's saying there's still an opportunity. There's still hope. There's still the potential that mercy and grace could rule over wrath and judgment. Isn't that something else? To think about a judge that is so great as our God. But yet, even after he issues an authoritative proclamation declaring a pronouncement of judgment upon a group of people such as us, yet still there's hope. Why? It says, turn from their evil. Amen. That, that's the antidote, that's the cure. That is the only hope that we have for God to intervene and for the downward course that our nation has been on for some time now to be reversed, and that is for us to repent. But you know, we preach it so often, it just becomes a cliche. But friend, the truth is, that is our lifeline. That's our life raft. That is the only you know, if you was on a boat, 
You know, that is an illustration I like to use right now. One thing you've got to have on, on your boat is a life raft. Just in case that boat sinks, you've still got something to keep you from drowning. The boat is in the process of sinking, church. But thank God there's still a life raft. There's still an opportunity for our nation as bad as things are. Do you believe what I'm saying today? That, that there still is hope? We're going to find here in just a few moments that that, is, that was the death nail in the land of Judah is the people of God lost hope. Amen? But even though the, our ship is in the process of sinking right before our eyes, there is still a life raft. There's still something there that could keep us from going down once and for all, and that is the chance for repentance. Amen. Reaction. If we'll repent, verse 8, I will repent of the evil that I thought. To, he had pronounced the sentence. The verdict had already been issued, but God said in spite of that, if you will just repent, if you will just turn from the direction that you're on and head the other way, and go and return from whence you've fallen. God said, I'll repent of the evil I thought to do unto them. And by the way, this was at the very last moment before Babylon invaded the land. This does not suggest that God had some, or that God somehow needed to repent of sin that he had committed. What it is suggesting is the potential of a change of course or a reversal of decision by God in response to man's genuine heartfelt repentance the truth is simple if man will repent of sin God may reverse his sentence of judgment can I say that again tonight if man will repent of his sin God might reverse the indictment of judgment that could already have been issued against us you know, I've said this before, and when I do, it usually causes people's eyebrows to be raised, and I don't understand it any more than you do, but in essence, the, the truth of the matter is, man has the ability to change God's mind. You say, you got proof? Yeah, Hezekiah. God sent, now I don't know how that all worked, you know, could God just been, whatever. I, all I'm going to tell you is the facts. And the fact is that Hezekiah, God told the prophet to go in to Hezekiah and tell him that he was getting ready to die. He was sick and he was going to die. Get your house in order, Hezekiah. Your days are numbered. Well, the prophet walked out. Hezekiah turned his face to the wall and he prayed unto the Lord. And the word of God came back to the prophet and said, Wait a minute, go back in there. Tell him that I've heard his prayer and he's not going to die. Now you call that what you want, but I'm just telling you that man in some form or fashion has uh, the ability to persuade and to influence the plan of God. You say, do you understand that? No, I don't. I'm just telling you what the Bible says, friends. And I'm just telling you even if, and I think it's very possible, if not probable, that an indictment of judgment 
uh, is in the process or already has been issued against our beloved land. Yet if we'd repent, even at the last moment, I believe we could stay God's hand. And if I didn't believe that, I'd quit preaching. I mean, what are, what are we even doing if there's no hope? Intention, verse number 9. And at what instant I shall speak concerning a nation and concerning a kingdom to build and to plant it. God's original intents and purposes for Judah was to bless it. I mean, God always chooses blessing over judgment. God's original purpose for America, just like Israel, was to build, to plant, to grow and bless it. God's first inclination always has been and always will be to bless and to be good to His people. But then there's a rebellion. If it do evil in my sight that it may not obey my voice. Verse 10, the worst mistake man could ever make is to rebel against God and to resist the molding and forming hand of the potter. Supposition, then I will repent of the good wherewith I said I would benefit them. God's original plan for Judah was to bless them. What could have happened, what God would have done for them if they would only remain faithful to the Lord, but they choose to rebel and to resist the molding and the forming hand of the potter. And as a result, it placed them in the danger of forfeiting and missing out on future and potential blessings God had planned to bestow upon their land. Instruction, verse 11 now therefore go, speak to the men of Judah and to the inhabitants of Jerusalem, saying, Thus saith the Lord, God had a message for Judah regarding the illustration He had just given Jeremiah and He wanted the prophet to go and tell it to them. Listen, friends, when God has a special message for us to hear, we better pay attention and we better listen up because the stakes are high. And the worst thing that you and I could do tonight is to ignore any word of warning that God has for us. We better listen up, friends. Amen? Is God trying to get our attention? And has He, has he been trying to tell us something? Of course He has. Formulation, behold, I frame the evil against you and devise a device against you Judah had sinned and God had purposely created a severe snare and a devastating trap that He had designed and framed for the people of Judah to fall into. Could God be doing the same towards us? Could our nation's demise be in the making? Could it be just a matter of time before the heavy hand of wrath falls upon us? Because of our sin, there's an exhortation. Verse 11, Return ye now everyone from his evil way and make your ways and your doings good. He was imploring the people of Judah by way of the mouth of Jeremiah to repent before it was too late. The message was repent or perish. Choose life rather than death. Finish up with verse number 12 tonight. I mean, God had, had, had made it clear. God was doing His best to get across uh, to His people the very definite and distinct choice they had. Ultimately, although God was the potter and Israel was the clay, yet their future didn't, didn't depend upon what the potter did. 
it, de it depended on whether or not they submitted to or resisted the hand of the potter. And he'd say, it's this simple, repent or perish. Return, turn back from, from your sin, return unto the Lord. Verse number 12, here is their reaction. And then in next week and in the weeks to come, we're going to see the result of the, the choice that they made. Disposition, they said. What they say, church? There's no hope. They had allowed the bleak outlook that existed in their land to cause them to give up and lose hope of ever experiencing revival. Friend, as long as there is hope, there is an opportunity for help. But without hope, there will be no help. As bad as things are today for us, we must not give up and we must still have hope. We must seek God's face with all of our hearts and as if every chance that we have is our last because it very well could be. They said there's no hope and then the imagination, but we will walk after our own devices and we will everyone do the imagination of his evil heart. They chose their own foolish fantasies and their own vain imaginations over the truths and the promises of God regarding the continued opportunity for revival. I mean, it's just clear, church. What are we going to do with it? Are we going to choose the promises of God or are we going to follow after our own vain imaginations? There's a lot of vain imaginations in our world today. Abortion is a vain imagination. Transgenderism is a vain imagination. Liberalism is a vain imagination. Amen? Can I tell you another one? You know, and again, this is a, a devolving. It's a deteriorating. Again, the further you go, the worse it gets. And we've gone now away from transgenderism to where people have the right to choose whether or not to be a, a, a man or a, a, a woman, whether to be heterosexual or homosexual or bisexual, now we have the right if we want to choose to be an animal rather than a human being. You do know that exists, right? And I'm not talking about on the other side of the world. The evangelist last night at the tent meeting, that's what he was talking about. He said, Asheville, North Carolina, the teachers are having to honor the, the, the right, the supposed right that the children who attend their schools have if they want to pretend to be animals rather than human beings the teachers have to honor that request I mean kids kids attending public schools dressed in furry costumes and they're not they won't respond to their teachers but instead they'll woo woo or meow meow I guess, bro, whatever. I, I mean, yeah, that wouldn't have flown in my day, bro. I'm just telling you. And, and supposedly in some places they're even putting litter boxes in the, in the kids' restrooms. I know you think I'm making this stuff up. I, I wish I were. 
I mean, it's, it's too crazy to, to, to be... But that's what happens. And as bad as it is, it's only going to get worse. Y'all hear me tonight? Yeah, I mean, and I've been saying it, and other preachers saying, I'm telling you what's coming down the pipe. Pedophilia is the next step. They're going to make it all right for adults to be sexually attracted to children. That's where we're headed. Mark my word. Amen. Let's all stand tonight. Father, Lord, I hope I've not painted a bleak picture. Lord, that's the opposite of what I've tried to do tonight. God, I've just given the Word of God. And, and Lord, things as bad as they are today, they were just as bad in Jeremiah's day. And as hard as it is for preachers in our day, it was just as hard, if not harder, for preachers in Jeremiah's day. But Father, the choice that we have, Lord, even though it seems like an insurmountable mountain in front of us, are we still going to take you at your word and believe that if we will repent, we can be revived? Lord, whether or not you have issued a verdict as far as our nation is concerned, I don't know that. I think it's very possible. But even if the sentence is in the process of being handed out, down and carried out, Father, if we'll repent, even as we stand on the very threshold of judgment, Lord, you, we could stay your hand and what seems like a hopeless situation could bring great honor and glory to the name of our Savior.